Hi everyone, it's Amiz of Alpha Beta Consulting, here with a continuation of sorts of last week's hewing message. This week though, we assert, it is who I am. Last week, in my piece entitled The Call, I disclosed publicly for the first time that I knew I was called to ordained ministry. Honestly, I surprised myself with the disclosure. It certainly wasn't my intention when I began the message to share that, but I have come to take delight in following the Lord as He leads me along the right pathways every week for His name's sake. I've learned, therefore, not to protest, but simply to go along. As God instructed Joshua after the death of Moses, I have learned not to turn from the instruction of the Lord to the right or to the left hand, so that I will be successful wherever I go. So, for last week's disclosure, I say, to God be the glory. Now that I'm no longer a slave to fear and have accepted and declared my new identity, what might I behold in this week's readings but declarations in the lesson, Isaiah 49, 1-7, Psalm 40, 1-12, and the epistle 1 Corinthians 1, 1-9 from those whose boldness and faith add to the foundation of our faith. In Isaiah 49, 1-2, the prophet trumpets, Listen to me, O coastlands, pay attention, you peoples from far away. The Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. Not wanting to digress much, I insert here, I now understand why my words caused me such woe as a child, in particular with my mother, and also in my career. This messenger, I, have spent much of my life dodging bullets, I'll say. Continuing to the psalm, in verses 10 to 11 of the Psalter, that is, David declares, I proclaimed righteousness in the great congregation. Behold, I did not restrain my lips, and that, O Lord, you know. Your righteousness have I not hidden in my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your deliverance. I have not concealed your love and faithfulness from the great congregation. And, laying it on heavily, Paul, in the opening of his epistle to the Corinthians, says, Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, 1 Corinthians 1, 1. Apart from the characteristic style of Paul and the characteristic style of his day in letter writing, the opening makes it known who he is without a doubt. The opening removes any doubt from the mind of the reader or the recipient about his identity. Can't you just hear Paul declaring, let it be known before all else, this is who I am in Christ and because of Christ? I reflect upon these 
three examples of men who did not conceal who they were in the Lord. These men who accepted their God-given identity and responsibility. And I wonder, if they weren't afraid, why have I been? It is almost my moment of shrieking. Although not running into the streets naked now. Eureka! As written in Hebrews 12, 1-2, Therefore since, and I use these words to replace, Therefore since I am surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let me also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let me run with perseverance the race that is set before me, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of my faith. Effectively, I have now perhaps finally decided to lay aside every weight and the sin, the sin of fear, of disbelief and of denial of who I am as called by Christ that clung so closely to, to me to run with perseverance the race that is set before me. Friends, I am not shy to say that I have finally accepted that I was afraid to accept who I was prior to last week. New Year, new me, I guess. I hesitated, I doubted, and I avoided accepting that that was who I am. You know, there are moments in our journey towards purpose when, when we experience a jump to the next level or, or something triggers our movement to the next level. Just over one month ago, in conversation with someone, I was asked the question, what's holding you back? As the old year gave way to the new, it finally dawned on me that in my stalling and avoidance of my call, I was the hindrance to my movement forward. On the purpose journey, the one thing that has been proven over and over is that God does not impose his will on us. We must choose. If you will recall in my piece entitled Faith, I pointed that out. Without understanding what I was at the time saying to myself, I asserted it can all fall apart if I do not choose. Little did I realize in producing that piece that I had been choosing without selecting, if that's at all possible. Well, I suppose as we say locally, you can't be halfway pregnant. And boy, was I insisting that I could be halfway pregnant. I thank God for sending that person along my way, for the question set me on a path of introspection, only to learn that I had been my own hindrance. Now, you may find yourself in such a position on your own journey towards purpose. You're at a crossroads at which a crucial decision must be taken, and without even knowing it, you have stopped as you decide whether you should continue. As I share this, I'm reminded of the exchange between Neo and Morpheus in the first of the Matrix movies. It's the scene in which Morpheus offered Neo the red and the blue pills, with the option either to take the blue pill and return to life as he knew it, or the red pill, 
and be awakened to the truth. Of course, we know that Neo chose the red pill and stepped into a world that was beyond his wildest imagination. Providing further direction and continuing with this week's readings is the gospel, the heavyweight in our weekly readings. This week's gospel is John 1, 29-42, in which two key things happen. The first is that John happily identifies Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, verse 29. And the second is that Jesus calls his first disciples, Andrew and Simon Peter. Do you know what I find remarkable in this account of the call of the disciples? In this account, Jesus didn't actually call them as he did in other accounts. Rather, in this one, because they accepted him as the Lamb of God, they eagerly went after him. Still more remarkable is that Andrew was one of John's disciples, but recognizing and accepting Jesus for who he was, left John to follow Jesus. You might also be interested to note that scholars have pointed out that Jesus is most emphatic about his identity in the Gospel according to John. This is the only Gospel in which can be found the seven I am statements of Jesus. What am I saying? Knowing and accepting who we are is a strong pull of others towards us. Knowing and accepting who we are allows our light to shine before others more brilliantly. It is also to be noted that the Gospel according to John begins with a declaration that this light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. Friends, when we accept who we are in Christ, which is a key point along the journey towards purpose, we effectively cease hiding our light under the bushel. The light that was placed in us was meant to shine before others. I urge you, therefore, not to be afraid of accepting who you are. I urge you to continue working towards identifying your true self. I urge you to take the red pill to pursue truth, the full truth about yourself. For when you do, not only will a world beyond your wildest imagination be opened to you, but also others will see that light and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Friends, if you find yourself standing at the door of a crossroad to your true self, just knock. For as we have been promised in Luke 11.10, for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. And when the door has been opened, I guarantee you that among the things that await you will be the infinite love of the Father the peace of the Son and the joy of the Spirit.